Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters in beautiful downtown Asheville, North Carolina. Now, if you've never been to Asheville, now I'm, I'm going to guess most of my audience lives in Asheville or right around Asheville, but if you have never been to Asheville, uh, it's a beautiful little city nestled in the mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains of Western North Carolina, referred to as WNC in writing most of the time around here. And it is just, in my opinion, just a great little city. And we have an amazing, amazing food scene. It's just gotten exponentially bigger and exponentially better every year. And even though 2020 and 2021 and 2022 have all been difficult years for the restaurant industry all over the country, as well as here in Asheville, North Carolina, we, uh, we've done our, our scene, our, our restaurant scene has hung tight and hung tough and they have supported each other and the eaters have supported them and the farmers have supported them. And we do have an amazing farm-to-table food scene here in Asheville. That's part of what makes our food scene so great is that we're a small, fairly sophisticated little city that is surrounded by farms on all sides. I do live right almost in the heart of downtown Asheville. And if you drive 20 minutes from my house, where I am right now, you will be in farm country in any direction pretty much. Um, and those farms are growing vegetables and raising animals, and they are providing our restaurants with just the best, highest quality possible local food. And so those, these are just some of my thoughts about our town and our city and the downtown restaurant scene. And all over, I don't just mean downtown, all over Asheville and really all over Western North Carolina, there are fantastic independently owned uh, farm-to-table restaurants and even restaurants that aren't entirely farm-to-table around here generally are doing a little bit of trade with the local farmers because the pricing is competitive, the stuff is fresh and organic and it's always nice to be able to say that some of our, some of our food is farm-to-table. Um, and anyways, I want to just give you all a random rundown of where I've eaten since the last time I checked in with a random rundown of where I've eaten. And uh, I've eaten at a lot of places. I've eaten a lot of food and some of it at places that I go all the time. So as usual, I apologize that I repeat myself a lot in my restaurant recommendations, but uh, farm to table food scene, as I just mentioned, is going to have a lot of changes on the menus. And so please uh, know that I am trying to give you ideas of not just where to eat, but what to eat. So I do repeat myself a lot. And part of that is because I don't drive, as I remind you all the time. And so I'm somewhat limited to where I 
am and what's around me. So that means downtown <laughs> pretty much in the River Arts District a little bit. So anyhow, I do get out of downtown every once in a while and I go to a place that my mother and I both love. We go there together. She drives, I talk, and we go to Sawhorse out there on New Leicester Highway. And I always, um, I've talked about this recently because we go there quite a bit. Last time I talked about it, I had had some wonderful mushroom toast with sauteed onions and a poached egg on top that was just to die for. And my mother had so much food jealousy over my mushroom toast and she enjoyed what she got. And I can't recall right now what that was, but um, she had a lot of jealousy over my mushroom toast. So she was dying to get back there and get some for herself. Now she made a critical error when she ordered her mushroom toast. She asked for it without the sauteed onions because onions don't always agree with my mom. And so she had a little bit of regrets and she said she should have asked for the onions to be kept on and then taken them off. So at least some of that, the onions are sauteed until they're caramelized until they're just practically mush, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I mean that in a very good way. And so she could have got a lot of that flavor imparted onto the food without the um, actual content. She could have taken it off and the flavor would have stayed behind. So she had a little bit of regrets, but we all learn from our mistakes. And so let me just tell you that if you're inclined to order that dish without the onions, check yourself before you wreck yourself because uh, my mom had some regrets, but she did enjoy it. She, it's not like she didn't enjoy it, but it just straight up wasn't as good as mine was with the onions. Uh, the previous time. So, but this time I was in the mood for breakfast. I've been eating a lot of breakfast lately. I didn't want to muck around. I got their sawhorse breakfast, just their basic. They have three, they have a lot of breakfast foods, but they have three that are labeled breakfast. They have a sawhorse breakfast, a lumberjack breakfast. And I forget what the other one is. Dig dang. It's like, there's like the, the, they go up in content. Oh, I, the other one contains sausage and stuff, and it might be like the English breakfast, but it has a name that's like, I don't know. Look it up. I always post the menus, and so if you look up this meal on my Facebook page, Sawhorse Breakfast, you'll find it. You can search my Facebook page. I'm not always sure everybody knows that about Facebook pages. You can search for restaurants and get all the reviews I've ever written about that restaurant on my Facebook page. And so uh, I have posted the menu there. And my breakfast was just basically eggs, sausage, potatoes, toast. And it was exactly what the doctor ordered for me. And I loved it. Like I loved every bite of it. Oh my God, I enjoy breakfast so much. And sometimes I forget that because I don't eat breakfast. Like typically, like today, it's already noon. I haven't eaten breakfast. As I record this, uh, it's I haven't eaten breakfast. I've had like four cups of coffee and that's it. Uh, and I'll eat some lunch in a little bit. But uh, when I, and I maybe I'll get breakfast for lunch because that's what I was about to say. If breakfast is available into the lunch hour, I'm, I'm going to get it from, from this point on until I get tired of doing that, which happens to me. I get tired. I, I go on food eating tangents and I'll be like, breakfast, breakfast, I want breakfast. And then I'll be like, eh, I'm done with that. I, I, now I'm moving on to something else. Um, but for now, I'm focusing on that, and I highly recommend that you all get out to Sawhorse, 
get that basic breakfast, get that lumberjack breakfast, get the English one. I forget what that one's called, but that one comes with sausage and beans and the whole nine yards. And, um, and get the mushroom toast, but make sure you get the sautéed onions. And then uh, my mom and I um, had ice cream. We shared a little ball of ice cream for dessert, and it was maple ice cream. And it wasn't, I, I think it was actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sawhorse, if you hear this, but I think it was actually vanilla ice cream with maple syrup poured over it. It was definitely a ball of white ice cream with maple syrup poured over it. And if the maple syrup flavor of the ice cream was there at all, it was very, very subtle, which was good. I, I don't like heavy duty, like boom, maple flavoring usually in your face with maple flavored ice creams. But uh, this one, I think, was just a ball of vanilla with maple syrup on it. And it was freaking fantastic. It's like I never want to eat ice cream, vanilla ice cream, without maple syrup on it ever again. Uh, so I recommend that. And yes, in case you were paying attention, I do eat ice cream for breakfast. And that is a tradition in my family. We are totally cool with eating ice cream either as breakfast or with breakfast. So don't be judging. Don't be judging. All right. So that was fantastic. Get on out to Sawhorse. Get that uh, breakfast. Now, next, let's move on to brunch. Let's do them in chronological order. Uh, brunch, I was walking around downtown before my Sunday tour, and I had gotten down there super early, and I was just kind of killing time, but it was, I was hungry. And I was like, all right, I actually have time to get a meal and not like wolf it down. So I went to, and I was walking around and I couldn't really find anything I wanted. Nothing was appealing. I was starting to get that old feeling you get when you're tired of everything and you don't, can't make a decision. And then there was table and table was open for brunch. And I hadn't been to table in a long, long time. So I got myself into table and they gave me a table. And actually, I should tell you that Table has a new location for 15 years or more. It was located on the corner of Rankin Avenue and College Street, right downtown, still talking downtown Asheville. And they moved around the corner and they are where the Caribbean restaurant was. What was it called? Calypso. Remember Calypso? So they moved into the space where Calypso was. And... Um, they uh and it's still called table and they have brunch so i went in they seat me i ordered brunch i got mushroom toast I, I told you i get on these food jags and so i'm eating a lot of mushroom toast these days and I, it, it said mushroom and zucchini toast and i was like mm, okay i guess so whatever i trust you table table is a great restaurant and out it came and boy, howdy, it was freaking amazing. Oh, my God. It, it was just amazing. The bread was as hearty as could be. Uh, if there was any critique, it would be maybe the bread was toasted a little too much. Uh, it was hard around the outer edge, but I didn't mind. You know, it came with a soft egg on top. And so that a dip in that and the egg yolk and stuff. And it was great. Um, but uh, that, that would be a very small critique of this very wonderful dish, which included mushrooms and zucchini. And the zucchinis were teeny tiny. They were like the size of a large peanut, pretty much. And uh, they were sauteed till they were just 
soft, but not like mushy, which in this case would be a bad thing. Um, and they, and the mushrooms were perfect and the soft egg was perfect. And there was a sauce of some kind on it. I'm going to take a stab and say it was a, a, like a cheese sauce, maybe a Mornay. I'm not sure. I should have looked at the menu more carefully. I just was like mushroom toast. I'll take it. Um, but it was great. And so I recommend that hundred percent like that was, uh, yeah get that when you go to table. So table is open for brunch, at least on Sundays, maybe on Saturdays too. Check their schedule. As always, call in advance if you have any doubt of whether or not they're going to be open because these days people's hours change all the time. And I'm real, being real about this people, like their hours change all the time. And you gotta, if you think you're going to be heartbroken because the place you are going to is closed, call. You don't want your heart broken. Uh, all right, let's move on from brunch to lunch. My boss at Asheville Food Tours, my partner really, I always call him my boss just because that absolves me of a lot of responsibilities. Know what I'm saying? Uh, but he's really my partner. My partner at Asheville Food Tours, Patty Riles, he, uh, he and I go out for lunch a lot, as y'all know. We do these, what we call lunch junkets, Asheville Food Tours lunch junkets. And we uh, went to the Med. I hadn't been to the med in a little bit and it was exactly what I wanted. It, I, we, I, we were walking around and I, I've been trying to lose a little bit of weight, right? Like I, I got up to close to 140 pounds, which is a lot for me. I'm only five foot four. And uh, so I had lost that weight. I had did it. And so I said to Patty, I'm going to treat myself to a cheeseburger because I do not give an F anymore. I can put on a pound today and I won't care. I'll just try to lose it in a couple more days. And so we, um, and besides, I was about to do a tour, which is a guaranteed way to lose a little weight, walk a lot on a food tour. I don't eat on the food tours. Let me tell you, the people who eat on the food tours, they are not going to lose any weight. Uh, no, they are going to pile on some calories. Uh, the reason I don't eat on the food tours is because of that calorie load. I can't take it, man. I do three food tours a week. If I ate that much three days a week, I'd have to exercise more. And who the hell wants to do that? Um, anyways, I'm off on a tangent, but Patty and I, I wanted a cheeseburger and I wanted a real basic cheeseburger. And we were downtown early enough to go to the Med, uh, AKA the Mediterranean. As far as I know, it's the oldest restaurant in downtown Asheville been around since what 1966 1968 something like that um there's older ones outside of Asheville from what I have been told and uh but I think the Med is the oldest and it's a basic sort of cheeseburger 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 Greek diner if you're like ancient like I am and you remember that skit from Saturday Night Live <laughs> I don't know maybe I should stop making these references from 500 years ago but um yeah it's like a it was opened as a Greek style diner. And now the current owners are not Greek and it, it's exactly the same as far as the menu goes though. And it's better in my opinion, since the new owners took it over in terms of the quality of the food. So I'm more inclined than ever to get in there and eat, but the hours are a little clipped. And so when they're open, we pounce. And so we pounced and I got that burger and it hit every nail on the head and was so great. And man, oh man, I loved it. It was a double patty smash burger with American cheese. 
and pickles and the bun was grilled and it was just juicy and delicious. And I even forgot to put any condiments on it. Like usually I'd be putting some ketchup and mustard or whatever on a burger, but I just totally forgot. And it was fantastically delicious. And maybe you can tell from the sound of my voice, I'm in love with this burger. So I want you to go and eat these burgers and fall in love with them too. And tell me how great this basic smash burger at the med is um, now I'm getting all wistful uh, before you know it. I'll get teary eyed about this dang burger. Oh, and I made a note here on my card that um, they have the best. I'm going to put this out there. You can dispute me. You can refute me. All right. I'm going to say that the med has the best French fries in Asheville, downtown Asheville, to be clear, best French fries in downtown Asheville, I, ch I throw the challenge out there. If you're a restaurateur and you take offense at this statement, congratulations, that's how you should feel. So tell me that and invite me in to try your fries, but don't like hover over me while I eat them because I'm gonna be like, yeah, they're good. Because like, I hate that, you know? But um, yeah, uh, if these fries, for one thing, here's what is what with these fries and I don't know how they did it. They stayed crunchy, like crunchy from beginning to end. They showed up piping hot. And by the time I was done with my burger, they were, you know, room temp and they were still crunchy. And that is some kind of miracle right there. And so, yeah, uh, recommends, high recommends for the med. Patty got a chicken sandwich, fried chicken sandwich, and he loved it. And we didn't do sharesies this time, but I have, had their fried chicken sandwich before and it's great. So all props to the med. Uh, Patty also had a, um, uh, what you call it, a uh, Bloody Mary. And he enjoyed it very much. And there's a picture of proud Patty holding up his Bloody Mary. And so it's a proud Mary moment for Patty there. And uh, okay, so let's talk now. Another lunch place I went to is Blackbird. And I went with my friend Davine Dial from WPVM 103.7 FM, the radio station that takes this podcast and turns it into a radio broadcast. And we went there and I had what they call their Carolina dip. And uh, that is basically a French dip, but with pulled pork <laughs> instead. And uh, that's, I guess that's what makes anything Carolina. We are the pork belt. Of, I mean, a lot of pork happens in this state. A lot of it. Any hoodles. Uh, this pulled pork sandwich was, in my opinion, fantastically delicious. Um, it was a salt bomb. And I didn't mind. It wasn't too salty for me, but I'm just saying it was salty. And I'm warning you of that. I like salty food and a French dip is a salty sandwich. And so in case you're not familiar with a French dip, uh, it comes with a little ramekin of a jus, like a little beef jus usually. This was probably a pork jus. And you dip the sandwich in the pork jus or the jus, which, whatever kind it is. And, uh, and so that adds even more salt to it. Like the sandwich was salty as all get out. And the jus was also very salty, but I loved it. And that is what you're in for with, this, with the French dip. 
And salt is one of those things that everybody has their own tolerance for it. So there are people who might eat this sandwich and, and even say to me, Stu, it wasn't all that salty. And I'll be like, oh, well, good. I'm glad you felt that way. Uh, salt is relative, I guess, to the human palate. Uh, and it has a lot to do with how much of it you eat on a regular basis and whether or not you smoke cigarettes um, and things like that. So I'm going to recommend you go to the Blackbird and get this Carolina dip. It was great. And uh, it came with French fries that were also great. And they um, showed up. They were not piping hot, I'll say, but they were great when they showed up. They were warm. And they did cool down like a French fry will and should over time. And they were, they were not crunchy anymore, but they were still really good. And I ate every single French fry. And that tells you something right there because a lot of times I'm skipping all those French fries because a lot of times you get a big giant pile of French fries. And this was a pretty sizable pile of French fries. And I was incredibly full by the end of this meal. And so was I really full by the end of the burger at the Med. And I try not to stuff myself. I was not stuffed full after my mushroom toast. And that was good. My mushroom toast at, at table. And I was not stuffed to the gills after my breakfast at Sawhorse. But I was certainly very full. Uh, especially because of that ice cream. And uh, then the last place I'll mention is a place called El Charolais. And uh, despite the French name, it is a Mexican restaurant. El Charolais. Uh, and a Charolais, come to find out, is a type of cow, a big giant white cow that was bred and developed in France, hence the name, but it's a, it's a beef cow. And so this restaurant is named after that cow and there's a big giant white cow on their logo and they're called El Charolais and they have three locations and Don, oh, well, I should preface this one by saying Don and I took a little road trip to Johnson City for non-food related reasons, but we always try to do a little eating when we're on the road. And Don uh, has made it sort of a tradition of ours to stop into a locally owned, independently owned Mexican restaurant for tacos. And so she researched and found El Charolais. They have three locations and we went to the one on Bristol Highway and it was great. It was fantastic. It looked and felt and seemed just like a Mexican restaurant should. It was being run by folks who by all appearances and accents appeared to be Mexican Americans. And uh, they were making great food for us. Uh, and we don't eat a lot when we do these things. Again, we're trying not to eat until we're stuffed. That's like an American tradition. That's how I was raised. I'm sure you were too. Eat till you're stuffed. Um, I don't know what that is. It's like panic eating leftover from the Depression era or something. But we try not to do that. And I got two tacos and they were quite large. So I was actually pretty full by the end of this. Oh, and plus we engorged ourselves on their chips and their dip and their uh, salsa, which were great. Both were great. They warm up the chips. The salsa was very good. And so we ate a lot of that. And then I had two tacos and Don had a margarita along with it. And she also had a taco and it was great. And I got the, I went super traditional. I went pork pastor and carne asada and didn't ask for no onions this time. You know, a lot of times with food, I'm asking to leave those raw onions off. But I have come to find that on these traditional tacos, when there's so few ingredients like the pork, 
the cilantro, the onion, and a lime to squeeze on it, that I really don't want to forego one of the main ingredients. Kind of like harkening back to my mom's lesson about the, to the mushroom toast there. Um, and so I'm highly recommending uh, El Charolais when you're out on Bristol Highway in Johnson City. And hello, Johnson City, if anybody from there is listening. I plan to come and eat at a lot more of the towns and cities, not only in Western North Carolina, but across the border in Tennessee, Kentucky, and uh, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> and what's up north? Is that West Virginia up there? I wish I had a map in front of me. Geology, geography. I mean, geography is not my forte. Neither is geology or anything really that ends in ology, except for idiotology, which I am very good at. Um, all right, folks. Well, that was my long rambling random review of a bunch of food that I ate around town. I'm going to check out for now and I'll check back in with you real soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, and I am here in Food Fan Headquarters with a frequent guest, one of my favorite guests, and one of my favorite people around town and in the food scene, Alex Knighton from Bears Barbecue. Uh, Alex, I know that you exist outside of Bears Barbecue, but I always it like to introduce... Feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the typical thing to say in the food industry, right? Yeah. Well, welcome back, Alex. How you doing? Doing really well. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to talk to you. It's always a good time. Well, thank you for being here. And I always enjoy talking to you because not only are you an enthusiastic booster of your own uh, venue, uh, and, and you're the manager, um, one of one of several, one of. I'm going to guess now, like <laughs> yeah. you guys are expanding like gangbusters, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But you're also an enthusiastic booster of the food scene in general. You go out to eat uh, at restaurants, which not everybody in the food scene can do or cares to do, um, but you do it with frequency. And you also are so game to do like fun events and stuff like that. So you've always got cool stuff going on. So Alex, let's just cut to the chase. And first let's talk about some cool stuff you're, you've got going on. I understand you have three things of note. Why don't you go ahead and rattle yeah, them off for us? Absolutely. So uh, within the next few months here, we have uh, a chow chow event, the around the campfire event that we're really excited about. We have a, custom ticketed plated dinner with uh, Pivot, which is a group out here doing wilderness therapy. And then we also have our grand opening in October. Fantastic. And let's um, dive a little deeper into each one of those. Um, talk about the Chow Chow event and tell us, because each Chow Chow event has a different sort of theme and a groove to it and stuff. And some of them are storyteller events and some are honoring different traditions and such. And so tell us about the one you guys are involved with. Yeah, absolutely. We had been really excited to be a part of their opening party uh, back at the beginning of the season. And then they invited us back to do the around the campfire menu. Um, and so it's kind of really uh, highlighting those Appalachian food routes, you know, and uh, the kind of community uh, feeling that comes from just eating around, you know, the campfire, 
which is just kind of such a primal, wonderful thing to explore uh, culinarily, I think. Um, so we're really excited about that. Our plan right now, um, we're doing a whole hog. So that's going to be very exciting. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a big and so endeavor. Like, who I know. I know. Our pit master, Colin, who you've met, is a yes. uh, mastermind and immediately was like, oh, this is our opportunity <laughs> to do that. So Okay. Yeah. Something you haven't done before here in Asheville or ever? Not yet. Oh, definitely. They've done it up north. They have, okay. um, they've done some crazy stuff up north. I keep hearing stories about smoking an entire alligator. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's confirmed. Right. Wrapped in bacon. So bacon they have been doing- gator. <laughs> They've been doing crazy stuff for a while, but we finally had the opportunity down here uh, and the justifiable, like, what better place to kind of premiere that uh, than at Chow Chow. And um, do you know the so, date of that offhand? Time and date? Um, that one is going to be uh, coming up very shortly is in, I believe it's next week. Yeah, next Friday, the 5th. Okay. It's almost, it's already August. So. Wow. <laughs> Time keeps flying in every direction at all times. Oh. Like, in a strange Marvel universe or something these days. I know, right? Yeah. Um, but so that's that's next Friday, that's and it's going to be at the farmers market. So that's going to be really really cool. We'll get to highlight some local produce in that. There's three separate bites that we're doing um, for about 300 people. So. Wow. It's going to be big and it's going to be fun. So. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know if tickets are still available, but people can go to the Chow Chow website and you can just Google mm -hmm. Chow Chow Asheville and the website will come up and people can see if tickets are still available. And then the grand opening, the grand opening for what, Alex? Well, uh, what happened? The grand opening for Cox Avenue is... Okay set for October 15th. And that's our grand opening party. You know, we have been really anticipating the uh, conclusion to all of these renovations and all of this construction. Um, and every day we're getting closer. I mean, you saw it last time you were here, like, it is really, really starting to come together. Um, and so we are just really moments away from that being done. And so we are planning the biggest party that the South Slope has ever seen for October 15th. All righty. Well, you have laid down the gauntlet for sure because the South Slope <laughs> has seen some parties and not oh, just in modern days or contemporary <laughs> times, but throughout history. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. And you guys have done a wonderful job taking an empty lot or I forget what was there, if there was a structure or not. I Maybe there it's, was just the office where the dining room currently is. And then okay. it was the uh, back building, the four bay garage. And then everything else was just a parking lot. Right. And you've beautified. Well, first thing you did was park a truck there and start slinging barbecue. <laughs> and that was really smart. Got us all sort of addicted to the queue before you even <laughs> open your brick and mortar. But now that's all coming together. And so that's, it's been great to watch that in a nice arc to see how and like lessons learned by me on how to do things right in a lot of ways so uh people can pay attention to the way that bears came into town and um did things and got noticed right away and getting invited to chow chow and stuff like that that's not that's no small it's potatoes. been a lot of hard work a lot of hard work establishing ourselves as part of the community and i feel like the grand opening is going to be a way to kind of just like solidify our spot here. We're doing a big top circus theme because, uh -huh. and I quote, oh. it's been a circus getting here. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it has. There's even been tents and stuff. There's even been tents. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to have aerial performers, fire spinners. There's going to be clowns, mimes, acrobats. There's going to be carnival games, popcorn, cotton candy. It's going to okay. be really, really incredible. Live music. We're having live music. I just uh, booked the Resonant Rogues. Well, I'm talking to the Resonant Rogues okay. right now. I'm really hoping that they get back to me on that. And okay. then um, working with one of the uh, talented local DJs here to really turn it into a party. Fantastic. That does sound like a big party. And uh, people love a party. And yeah, it's, party. I'll tell you, there's probably no town in America that it's harder to come to and try to be like, hey, I, I'm part of your food scene now. <laughs> our corporate headquarters, or not corporate, but our headquarters are up in. <laughs> Connecticut is that where they are? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Connecticut. And people and, and we and we do barbecue and we're from Connecticut, right? And people around here be like, yeah. That's yeah, okay. Great. Yeah, sure. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Good for you. Good luck, you yeah. know. Um, but ain't no denying the quality of the food you guys crank out. And as I say all along, like you yourself Alex, you're just such a good community member and such a lively part of our food scene that uh, they couldn't have a better representative down here for them and everybody, the, um, the whole crew is great. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about pivot. You're doing a plate yes. of dinner for pivot and I don't want to give up too many of the secrets of the dinner because I kind of, I feel like that kind of can spoil the mystery sometimes, mm -hmm. but let's talk about pivot. What is that? Yeah, so they um, are a group in North Carolina and Asheville specifically, and they do wilderness therapy. They work really hard to bring people to their best selves, no matter where they're starting at. That's the goal. And uh, Cheryl, the owner, um, has a longstanding history with promoting like mental wellness and like ending the stigma of mental health. And like, it was just kind of an easy fit. We made friends with them pretty quickly. Um, we did a golf tournament up at Black Black Balsam, that's it, Black Balsam Mountain Reserve out in Silva um, with Pivot. And uh, we were able to talk to people about the plated dinner there and kind of start getting interest. But we are essentially in October uh, doing a course plated meal where there's going to be educational speakers talking about kind of what they're doing, what the money is going towards. Um, we're currently collabing with uh, Chef Santiago from Mikasa. Oh, on this man. so it's gonna be Love a really guy. really good collab oh he's incredible he's Love absolutely him. wonderful <laughs> yeah he's my buddy mm -hmm. and he's a great chef amazing chef i've handed oh, him awards phenomenal. over the years and stuff yeah <laughs> always handing out awards um well that <laughs> sounds life. fantastic and what a great cause and are you yourself an outdoorsy person do you participate in outdoorsy stuff um to an extent, I like to, I'm one of those girls who likes to think she's super outdoorsy. And then I get about like an hour and a half into a hike and I'm like, oh man, my car has air conditioning. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, right. like, um, my outdoor I enjoyment. It. Yeah. Um, my outdoor enjoyment is entirely tied to the weather. 100%. Yeah. I can't outdoors in the summertime. That's too hot. Mm -mm. No, I am a fall and winter person. I'm blessed to have a wonderful yard surrounded by trees. So I can just kind of perch back there. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm surrounded by nature here. Me too. The more, the more trees I can grow in my yard, the better. It's like a can better. canopy now. The world should be yeah. a canopy in my opinion. 
I agree. <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, we'll save that for my podcast about catastrophic global climate change. I'm in. Just okay. call me. Um, well, uh, all of that sounds great. Now, I mentioned when I introduced you today that um, you go out to eat and you mentioned that you you gave me a sleeper hit, like tip, I mean, a tip on a food item that I haven't had yet, so I'm dying to go try it. And it just took me by surprise. So where have you been going out to eat lately? Um, so my number one has been Zella's for a minute, ever since they opened. I was so excited to have that kind of here in town. We've been sorely missing that kind of environment, um, but I'm a vegetarian. And as much as I want that pastrami sandwich, <laughs> it looks so good. Um, I went in knowing that I was gonna like test out this whole new place based on their egg salad alone. I'm like, if they nail the egg salad, they've got my heart. And so yeah. I did, and it is absolutely incredible. I always get it on rye. I always add a little bit of spicy deli mustard and it is one of the most banging sandwiches that I have ever had. Like All I right. keep going back with intentions to trying other things and I, I can't, I physically cannot. I know what that's all about, man. Like you get locked <laughs> into that bite. And I, the, for years, the only thing I ate at 12 Bones was the smoked turkey plate. And people couldn't believe yeah. it. They were like, you yeah. want to try the ribs? I'm like, no, smoked turkey plate. I, I don't but, need to. <laughs> but let me just clarify for the listeners. We're talking about Zella's. It's an Italian deli, Italian style deli. Italian New, style. New York style Italian deli, I call it, as opposed to a Jewish deli. Right, yeah. And um, so like got grinders and stuff like that and uh i asked you where you've been going out to eat and you said zella's and that made me happy because it's a cute little new place downtown needs some love and then oh, yeah. you said the egg salad and i forgot you were a vegetarian but now that's all coming together <laughs> and how can i forget that you're vegetarian right here on zoom it says your name is asheville's favorite vegetarian and i want to say that i was not allowed to vote in that opinion <laughs> would have voted for you as well Alex thank you yeah. thank you yeah it is a title that I am uh working very hard to make sure everyone is aware of cool I'll help you promote yourself that way um so yeah egg salad I love a good egg salad I I don't mm -hmm. often get egg salad because there are right? cheeseburgers in this world and bacon wrapped alligators and stuff like that so uh <laughs> I am not always gravitating towards egg salad, but I am going to gravitate right to this egg salad and try it. So that is a sleeper. What I, I'm a sleeper recommend like none other egg salad at the brand new Zella's Italian deli right downtown on college street where table used to be in mm -hmm. case people are curious. And then you mentioned you ate at least one other place, but go ahead and tell us where else you've eaten. Yeah, no, uh, last night uh, we were always, on the prowl for good food trucks and we are lucky enough to live near new belgium and we saw that cecilia's was going to be out there and i am cecilia's biggest fan i think that's also in a complete unofficial capacity but anyone okay. who's ever worked with me has had to listen to me talk about cecilia's tamales before okay. um specifically because we work at leaf we bring our truck out to uh lake eden arts festival and cecilia always has a truck out there um, and so we immediately went, we immediately went. And the thing is, is that Cecilia has vegetarian tamales. She has a mushroom and she has a cheese tamale and they are the most perfect. The masa is like moist. It's not dry. You're not choking when you're trying to eat it. It's just the best of the best. And so that was like, that made my whole week, just the surprise of finding her out there. 
Okay, Cecilia, she is a sort of a legendary figure around here in Asheville, and I can attest to the greatness of those tamales, and I was vegetarian for 10 years, as I always bring up whenever we talk, and um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so boring, but um, I remember like the tamale people would come to the nightclubs and mm -hmm. sell tamales out of uh, like Yeti coolers. Yep. And uh, they were so cheap and so delicious, but I had to, there was almost never any vegetarian ones, right? Like mm -hmm. I would be like, do you have a bean or a cheese or, and sometimes they would have cheese with um, peppers and they're yep. so good. I love so them. Good. <laughs> so yeah, when I heard Cecilia had uh, vegetarian tamales, I tried them when I first got here to Asheville and they were spot on. So that's a great mm -hmm. recommend. And you always give, tips not just for the vegetarians out there people but i like just eat these dishes and don't be thinking oh I, that's not going to be good because it's vegetarian or i'm not that's not i don't think people yeah. think it's not going to be good they just think well yeah. i'm not vegetarian and then right it's, and well, it's like approachable thing like it's the it's more approachable than meat in most of these situations you know what cheese. i mean yeah I it's mean. just cheese it's like you can cheese eat a cheese corn. pizza, but you're scared of a cheese tamale. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and get get it in addition to the beef or whatever, you know? Yes. Like, you can get two with a side for $12. It's so good. Like, that's great. Just stop being silly about it, you know? Uh, um, well, that's great. Anywhere else. So that's two. You're two for two with yeah. great recommendations. What else you got for us, Alex? Um, my new household favorite has become Amicitia over on uh, Patton Avenue at the intersection of Haywood Road where the barbecue inn used to be. Okay. Uh, they took it over. It's a little Italian uh, joint. Uh, their menu looks incredible, like really um, kind of like traditional style uh, good Italian food. But on Tuesday nights, they do industry nights for anyone in the food service industry. Dollar pizzas and dollar domestic beers. And I think it's dollar craft or uh, yeah, craft beers. Um, amazing deal. They have a super cute patio and the pizza is phenomenal. Like you go in and you're like, I'm paying dollars for this pie, you know, no matter how it comes out, it's going to be good. But it was actually just absolutely amazing. The crust was perfect, you know, so we've been back there a few times actually because of that initial industry night that they did. Wow. This is a great tip. You're just full of great tips today, Alex. You're so awesome. And this is what I do. This place. I've never even heard of it. And what is it called again? I want to write that down. So I could be butchering it. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Amicizia. Their yeah. chalkboard inside says it means friendship in Italian. So Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to write Italian for friendship and then look it up that. on Google. Um so, and uh, industry night is which night of the week now? Tuesday nights, and it's on their back patio. Okay. Um, they have covered uh, chairs. They have a little bar out there. It's just absolutely, you don't feel like you're sitting at the intersection of Patton and Haywood. You know what I mean? It's just That's very crucial quaint. information right there. Absolutely. And so to prove you're in the industry, you just show them some scars from the ovens or some emotional, you display some PTSD, some emotional scars. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, get on in there, get yourself a beer, yeah, come on in. Um, so that's that's great. So yeah, no no outsiders take advantage of this industry night stuff. But get on into this new place. I won't try to pronounce it again, but um, 
that or, or or at all i haven't even attempted i shouldn't say again uh so yeah what this is fantastic all right alex let's move on to the final topic it's a little bit of a bittersweet topic for me mostly bitter <laughs> to be honest mostly bitter i'm like what's mostly bitter yeah but it's punk rock hot dogs now there is no more punk rock hot dogs it has not only been canceled for 2022 but it has been put to bed for eternity and which is really the most punk thing you can do really yeah you know exactly it'll be it'll come back with all new band members in 20 years (laughs) and do a tour it'll just have like the second person to play drums and then all new people some in their (laughs) 60s some in their 20s yeah exactly yeah 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 you get it yeah um so But the reason I bring it up is because you described to me privately what your hot dog was going to be. And just pretty quickly for the folks, could you describe this hot dog? Absolutely. The uh, intended effect was that the judges would be served a plate with a uh, metal dish cover on it. They would lift it up and there would be uh, fog from dry ice. And on a white plate, there would be a human heart made of hot dogs with a beet ketchup reduction. Oh my God, that's making me so happy slash devastated and sad that it didn't happen. I know. But that is amazing. And I forgot to mention that the theme this year was oh, yeah. to be goth, G-O-T-H. Uh, and mm-hmm. hence all of the smoke and the drama, <laughs> right? Goth is a very dramatic genre. Oh yeah. Right? And so, yeah, and you cut into it, and what blood pours out, or something, or no? Oh yeah, no, we covered in the reduction. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there would have been the reduction drizzled on it, and it would have just been a solid piece of meat (laughs) that they would have had to fork and knife into. I was gonna rent really Uh, heavy silverware for like the absolute like dramatic theatrics of it. Yeah. You were going for it. You were just full on going for it. I told you last time we talked, I was coming for first. Yeah, you would have got it with the judges, I believe, with that one. Um, last week, I had Joshua from Joshua Heald from mm-hmm. Bigfoot Longs came on, and he described his, and I can't quite recall what it was right now, but it was also really good. It made me very sad that he wasn't going to do it. And I'm going I'm to try to have Jay Medford on next week because he had a really cool one in mind as well. Jay oh, I bet. This. Jay's got this FTW attitude towards the punk rock hot dogs. And so he always just, yeah, trashes it up. It's always really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a fabulous chef. Um, so, and so is his uh, chef de cuisine, Jordan, who he was going to put in charge this year. So we'll get all <laughs> the hot dog vendors on to describe the dreams that didn't come true. And um, which is very goth as well. I feel it like. is very goth. Absolutely. Yeah. We killed it this year. That's what I'm going to say. People say, how did punk rock hot dogs go in 2022? And I'll say, we killed it. We killed it. We killed it. (laughs) All right, Alex, let's kill this interview right now. Um, So awesome to always have you on. You're my go-to person. Can I tell you that? Thank you. Oh. Don't let it go to your head. Too late. (laughs) Too late. It took a nanosecond. <laughs> to your head. No, you're a wonderful guest. Uh, you always have fun stuff to talk about. And uh, you're a great um, member of our food scene here, as I said earlier. So thanks again. And have a wonderful day. And we'll talk you to you too. soon. Awesome. Bye. Bye.
Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan here at Food Fan Headquarters with another quick little review for you of one of my favorite places. Now, the other day, I interviewed Jenny Wellman from uh, kickbackavl.com, Asheville's only locally owned and operated hot meal delivery service. Look no further than kickbackavl.com for all your delivery needs. But Jenny was kind enough to come on and talk to me about salads. I'm reviewing salads because I'm not the biggest sal <coughs> excuse me, salad eater, but I want to start eating more salads, and I've been talking to people about the best ones, and I had a really good one that I keep referring to that I ate at Huli Su's Hawaiian Barbecue. That was a, grill, a blackened fish taco salad that was just fantastic. So after interviewing Jenny, I ordered through Kickback Rocky's Hot Chicken Shack because Jenny had suggested that they have an amazing salad. She said that they are making a chef salad up there that is to die for. So I know Rocky's and it's not a health food restaurant. Okay. So I had my, and I know Jenny and Jenny, Jenny not eating at the healthiest salads and she agreed to come back on and talk about that. Like sometimes you order a salad and then when you get it, you're like, Oh, well, this is like 2000 calories right here and loaded with cheese and meat. And so, you know, a salad is a loose term can mean anything from a bowl of greens to like a pile of pulled pork on top of some slaw. Right. So this Rocky's chicken salad, I set my expectations about medium for that, and that was about right. For one thing, I chose to add a piece of fried chicken. I'm not ordering from Rocky's without getting fried chicken. Come on, people. And so I got it hot, not Rocky's hot, but hot, and added that, and it arrived, and it was gorgeous. Now, let me just tell you, it was huge. It took me three days to eat this salad. I'm not even kidding. There uh, are three meals. I ate it in three meals. And uh, it had a lot of stuff on it. In addition to the fried chicken, there was a boiled egg, a bunch of diced ham, some bacon crumbles, like real bacon crumbles, and some cheddar cheese all over it. And then I got it with blue cheese. And then underneath all of that, there was some salad. And there was uh, mostly iceberg lettuce, from what I could tell. And I like iceberg lettuce. Again, not the most nutritious thing. Okay, I don't eat iceberg for nutrition. I mostly eat it for crunch and to keep me from eating other things that are even less nutritious. That's, I think that's an important thing to say about iceberg lettuce. Like eating an iceberg lettuce salad may not give you the same nutrition as a kale salad or a spinach salad, but it's going to give you more or better. It's going to give you no nutrition, which is better than, in this case, better than eating a sandwich, which I'm trying to avoid carbs. So. That's something I'm trying to avoid. I don't mind having fat in my diet. I need fat to survive. Uh, just carbs make me feel super heavy and they tend to stay on my body. Whereas fat tends to absorb or <laughs> absorb since evaporate or something. I don't know where it goes. Anyhow, so this was a heavy duty salad. And there was uh, some purple onions that I chose to put to the side there. I think there were some shredded carrots on there as well. And that's, that, that's it. That, that was the salad. It was like a deconstructed chicken sandwich with ham and bacon. So two pig products. We're big on pig here in Western North Carolina. 
and it was fantastically good. What can I tell you? Like I probably ate, it was probably 2000 or more calories. I don't know. I'm not a calorie counter. I'm a content counter. Like I know what a lot of food feels like in my, my body because my body's not that big. And so this was a huge amount of food. It was insanely satisfying. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Like get the blue cheese or the ranch and it's just delicious. Rocky's Hot Chicken Shack makes nothing but great food, uh, in my opinion. Everything they do is good. Uh, great. Uh, and, and so in addition to the chef salad, which I recommend, which Jenny Wellman also recommends, I got the pot pie. And that's and some banana pudding. And that is because I don't usually just want to order delivery and only get one thing. That seems like wasteful to me. So I, and you know, delivery is so such a privilege anyways that I feel like I should get more delivered. So I got a pot pie delivered too. And there is almost nothing in this world as satisfying as a Rocky's Hot Chicken Shack pot pie. It's not hot like spicy hot. It is hot in terms of it shows up fresh, hot, delicious, cooked to order, very homemade looking, loaded with wonderful pieces of chicken inside, carrots, peas, the whole nine yards, everything you'd expect from a chicken pot pie. And I know that much of Asheville agrees with this assessment of this pot pie. It is one of the most comforting things you're ever going to eat in your whole life. It is pretty high in the salt count, which is part of what makes it comforting. And uh, so if you're watching your salt intake, eat it, eat only a little bit. It took me again, three days to eat this pie. So I did eat pot pie and chicken and chef salad in the same meal, three days in a row or two days in a row, three meals. And then I ate more pot pie the third day. So the pie did last me three days. Now the banana pudding again, Everybody who's had it agrees with me that this banana pudding is just really comforting and homey and good. And yeah, sweet as can be very Southern dessert. So prepare, set your taste buds on sweet and just very comforting. So the whole meal was excellent. Super high recommends. Anybody who is a fan of Rockies doesn't need to be reminded of how great Rockies is. But if you're, like a lot of times you're a fan of a place and you get stuck on one or two dishes. If you've never had the pot pie, if you've never had the chef salad, go for both of those the next time you order from, from Rockies and go ahead and order delivery. Fried chicken delivers very well. And so does a pot pie and kickbackavl.com always like they have a great track record with me of delivering everything fresh, hot and delicious. And yes, I did work for them during the pandemic. I no longer work for them now, but I consider them to be my good friends. And Jenny said, I can still consider myself an employee <laughs> or a member of the family. I think she said, all right, folks. So that's my recommendation. Chef salad, pot pie, banana pudding from Rocky's hot chicken shack in Asheville, North Carolina. All right. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. And that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening, and thank you, WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, for taking my podcast and turning it into a radio broadcast. That's very exciting, in my opinion. And you can follow me, everybody, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Substack, YouTube, Instagram. It's all the same. Stu Helm, food fan. 
I'm known as the food fan around town, and I am always curious to know what you like to eat. So eat something delicious and tell me about it. Bye. This episode of the Food Fans Radio Show was underwritten in part by Asheville Food Tours. Did you know that there are over 200 places to eat and drink in downtown Asheville alone? It can be overwhelming. Whether you're a visitor or a local, there's no better way to experience downtown Asheville than taking a food tour with Asheville Food Tours. Details, pricing, and an easy-to-use calendar can be found at AshevilleFoodTours.com. That's AshevilleFoodTours.com.